everyone. Welcome back to the Sustainable Sleepover Club podcast. You can also find us on Instagram or Twitter. Our guest today, Taylor, works as a youth development worker at Renfrew YMCA in Scotland. They do lots of outdoor play, mental health and wellbeing work and lots more. She was part of the third cohort of the Peacework Institute and has been really fortunate to attend lots of different international YMCA events, such as the recent YMCA World Council in Denmark. She also volunteers as a girl guiding leader and in her free time enjoys spending time with her family and friends, as well as three dogs. Hi Taylor, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. It's Friday, so that's nice. <laughs> um, so I'm going to head straight into the questions because we've got lots for you. Um, awesome. So. I suppose for any of our listeners who are just hearing about your job and are trying to understand what you do, can you describe what a youth development worker is, please? Yeah, so um, basically what I do is I develop the youth work um, within the organisation. So I kind of start by speaking, we speak to the young people, we see what projects they want, what they need within their community, um, and then I apply for funding to be able to run those projects. Um, and then I develop those projects with the youth workers we have. So we look at project planning. So what would it look like? Say if it's a year's project, what would kind of every month look like? Um, what kind of things do you want to achieve within the project? And then I help support the youth workers to be able to run the project. Um, and then for some projects, I actually get to work with the young people, which is really exciting. Oh, amazing. Um, I suppose, do you have any examples of projects that stood out for you in, in your career? Um, yes, yeah, so I um, we ran a family play project, um, which was funded by Inspiring Scotland's Thrive Outdoors team, and that was all about getting families outdoors to play. So we had um, children who were starting primary one in this coming August, um, so that's the first year of um, of primary school, and there was a lot because of COVID. Those young people hadn't had the opportunity to actually attend lots of nursery, they hadn't been attending um, clubs and activities, introduction days at school. So we ran a um, 10 week block where parents got to, from all the different kind of schools in the local area, the parents got together, the children got together and they all got to play together. They all met each other and got to know each other. And then what came out of it was WhatsApp group chats started. So parents were then able to keep meeting up when the project ended. And then what we did was those young people those children who were starting primary one after Easter, they began coming along to our um, our sessions. So they got to kind of know other children um, through the YMCA, which was really cool. So I really enjoyed that project. Oh, that sounds amazing. I haven't really heard of anything like it, but like, especially with COVID, that sounds, that sounds so beneficial, like to the local community. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And I suppose kind of on the day to day, what what would like a work day look like for you? So first thing I do when I come in is I open the emails and um, I always feel like I end up with lots of emails. So it's replying to emails um, and then I have set time for funding. So to make sure that um, we're applying for lots of funding to keep all of our projects going. Um, I check up on my projects. So I check that session plans are done um, so we can see what the kind of sessions for the week are going to look like for the young people. Um, looking at the evaluations from the sessions in the session report so seeing what the youth workers thought of the session and seeing what the young people thought so those session reports and evaluations give us a really good idea of what we could change to make better or what we should keep in because the kids love it so it's a really good opportunity to just 
keep moving and keep the projects being the best we, they can be. Um, I get to work with young people, so they come in, I get to chat to them, see how they're doing. Um, I also get to work with my staff, so I meet with them, check they're doing okay in themselves, totally out with work, just how's life, kind of what's going on, and then we can talk about work, how are our projects going, um, and then we do lots of partnership work, so um, we work with local educational psychologists, we work with other third sector organisations, we work with the council, so there's lots of opportunities um, to work with other people, so some of my time is really spent networking and seeing what we can do to make the community the best place it can be. Wow, you do lots of different stuff. Like, um, yes, it's amazing. Say. Not one, not one day's the same. Um, which is what I really love about the job. Every day's different. There's always something new and exciting going on. Um, so yeah, that's great. Um, sounds really enjoyable. And I suppose, um, you know, you've had time now in the YMCA, and I was wondering, like, what is one thing that the YMCA has taught you? that people can work together. What I've seen um, from countries all over the world working together, especially in times of conflict, has been incredibly inspirational. You know, they talk about, when I um, first joined the YMCA, I was told that the YMCA is a family. And I really believe that, you know, I'm so lucky to have this worldwide family now, um, amazing friends from all over the world. And wherever you go, if you find a YMCA, I know that I could just tap on their door and go say hi. So I suppose one thing the YMCA has taught me that people can work together and it's an amazing thing when they do. It creates amazing things for children, young people and communities across the world. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and I suppose in reverse, what's one thing that you would like to teach or I suppose change in the YMCA itself? I suppose with my local YMCA, I would love to do more sign language. So I attend night um, classes for sign language because um, I think it's a really important thing to be able to learn. Um, so I would like the children and young people in my organisation um, to be able to to learn how to sign so that we can then create more spaces for deaf young people. Um, and that's something that we are starting to do. So um, we have an amazing development week next week for our staff. So part of that is they're getting some sign language lessons um, to help them feel more confident. And then we're going to be working with the young people so that we can create an equal, an um, an equal space for everybody. Wow, that sounds so exciting. Um, I know I did a bit of sign when I was like, I was only like four years old in preschool. Yeah. And it's amazing how much even really young kids can pick up if you start. Yeah, no, really, it's really cool. So the Scottish government um, are trying to introduce sign language into primary schools because obviously like as a recognised language in Scotland, which is amazing. Um, so they're trying to introduce it into lots of schools. So hopefully then more young people will learn it. So we're hoping to be able to support that. Um, at our local YMC. That's great. That's so exciting. Um, and I suppose to first of all, can you explain a bit about what the Peacework Institute is? Because I mentioned it in your bio, but I'll let you go into it. Yep. So the Peacework Institute, I was part of the third cohort. So there's been two groups before me. And basically it is a program where you learn different skills and methodologies, so different ways to do things um, to help to be able to create like conflict reduction programs and peace building programs and things like that. Um, so the way it was for me um, was we had a first meeting in Tbilisi and Georgia where we spent a lot of time learning different theories such as the do no harm methodology, which is a really cool methodology that you can implement into kind of any form of youth work, even if it's 
not classed as conflict resolution. So it's all about looking at what you want to do, who it's going to impact and what the positive impacts are going to be, but also looking at what could the possible negatives be. Because with any project, you know, there is going to be positives, there's going to be negatives. Um, so it really is looking at making sure that you're not inadvertently doing harms. You're not inadvertently making things worse than people you're working with. Um, so I found that really cool. And the Peacework Institute actually created a guidebook. So we were able to read that and learn lots of amazing things through that. Um, and after that, kind of during that first meeting, um, we were put into... Um, two groups um, and these were going to be what are called our tandem projects so mine was the then now later together for composite memory um, youth exchange um, which was with lots of different YMCs and it was held um, in Lauston in the Netherlands at their camp there and it was an amazing opportunity to learn about other people's peace building experiences learn different activities um, and working together unfortunately due to um, the, the conflict um, and the war in Ukraine. Um, some people had to join us hybrid, but I suppose a good thing that came out of COVID was we all learned how to, to go hybrid. So we were able to have everybody in attendance, whether it be um, online or in person, which was really, really amazing. And um, on the 3rd of October, I go to Armenia, um, where I will kind of do my last bit of the third quarter of the Peacework Institute, but it doesn't end there. There's still lots to do, but that's kind of the the learning part of it, I suppose, done. But we always keep learning, but that's the main kind of part of it. That sounds amazing. Like it it just sounds like such a great opportunity to like and um, you know network and find out with other people like how they approach peace. And as you said, we're always learning, but it sounds like a, a great kind of framework for learning as as individuals. So that sounds really exciting like to be to be a part of. No, it definitely was. It was I was I was so fortunate to be a part of it and able to bring everything back and just games and loads of different things that actually can be done you know, even without um, peace balls in mind, it's just, it's phenomenal. Amazing. Um, so I suppose through events like the World Council and as we mentioned, the Peacework Institute, can you tell us if you had to describe it, and we have asked this for other guests, can you describe peace, what it is in your eyes? Oh, it's such a hard question, isn't it? Because we, really yeah. we want to live in this big, happy world. But I suppose for me, peace is the ability for everybody to live happily and harmoniously together do you know so I would like everybody to be able to work together um and everybody to be able to be themselves and everybody be happy in doing that without without conflict that would be in my eyes a perfect world everybody just working together living happily and being themselves yeah definitely we've we've kind of like looked into peace ourselves and you think you know mm -hmm. like the definition of the word or like what it means and then you start looking into a bit more and you're like ah no it's, it's just everything. It's, yeah it's so hard I think peace means different things to so many different people do you know so depending on your circumstances peace might mean different things to you but yeah I think I just love to live in a world where everything was sunshine and rainbows and everybody was really happy <laughs> absolutely um and I suppose what kind of pushed you then like you're already doing so much in your job what pushed you to volunteer as a girl guide leader so I um, was a rainbow, a brownie and I guide myself and then when it was time I did my bathing towel award um, and then it was time for me to kind of finish guides and I was asked if I wanted to stay on and be like a young leader and I'm, I was so lucky to have 
um, four amazing women um, who were my leaders, um, who I now run my guide unit with. And they really inspired me to want to help young girls and give them an amazing space. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so you just kind of never left? <laughs> yeah, basically I never left. And then um, we didn't have a rainbow unit. Um, so we had something called um, Sunbeams, um, but it wasn't an official part of dog guiding. And then that closed down. And what then was kind of discussed was, well, where are all these young, you know, five, six, seven-year-olds going to go? Um, and I said, well, okay. They came to me and said, would you would you open up a rainbow unit? So I said, yes. And then our local brownie unit was closing. So I was like, well, there's going to be nowhere for these rainbows to go. So then I took on the brownie unit and I've always done guides. So that's... Oh. Just well, never left. <laughs> and obviously you really love it. So I suppose what's your favourite part of Girl Guides? Gosh, I don't have a favourite but I suppose creating the spaces um, for girls and watching them develop. So I have them from, well, Rainbows now starts at four. So I have them from four years old right up to when they leave Guides at 14. So watching them through that experience and basically helping them, so giving them the tools that they need to kind of combat different things in life, I just think it's a really amazing thing to be able to, to offer young girls. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose then on the other hand, like what are some benefits of volunteering to you personally? Um, I just, I suppose I, I like the people, Do you know, getting out um, and meeting other people is an amazing thing and, you know when with volunteering especially with girl and we all have the same goal we want the best thing for the young girls we work with so by meeting with them having the same kind of opinions and views as amazing um and then again it's about the young people so for me being able to create a safe space for young people is really important um because that's what my guide leaders did for me they created a safe space for me when I needed it so by volunteering I feel like I'm giving back and allowing young people to have their own safe spaces um and it's great for your mental health you know it's something that is for you you know you're enjoying it you're getting out of the house it's not something that um you know with a job you I love my job 110 percent. but you know you, you get paid to you get paid to be there so you have to be there and things like that but volunteering is something you do because it's in your heart and because you love it so much I think it's really good for your mental health yeah absolutely and I really agree with what you you kind of um or I suppose I really relate to what you said about like the people because mm-hmm. like this podcast obviously volunteering and I think that's one thing like you said having similar views and like we became friends like so quickly and instantly and I think um like the people is such a big part of what you get out of volunteering and so yeah I definitely agree with you and and I suppose as our final question and you've been amazing could you share a last message um as someone who works with young people Mm -hmm. that you'd like all our young listeners to hear um, yeah, so I suppose, gosh, there's so many things, um, but I want young people to really know that you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, so I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Winnie the Pooh, and Christopher Robin once said um, to always remember that you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Um, so what I think my message is for young people is, so, you know, when you want to do something and you feel that maybe you can or somebody tells you you can't remember that quote because you are brave so you 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 should put yourself out there you can do that put yourself out there but sometimes with putting yourself out there there comes hurdles but you're strong enough you can handle them you can take on the hurdles and come out the other side 
And you are smart. You know, young people are so smart and they come up with the most amazing and innovative ideas that one day I really believe can change the world and create so many amazing things. So believe in yourself and go for it. Oh, that's a brilliant quote. Absolutely perfect way to end. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Great. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. So now we're heading into the sleepover section. And before we we start, um, we're gonna do our fun question. So fun question today is, what is your favorite animal? I think. And I know it's hard to pick a favorite animal, but I'm gonna let someone else answer first. It's not. It's a dog. Very <laughs> nice. So you have two amazing dogs. So. Yeah. I admire the directness. I have to save. You know, straight out of the bat. Gabby, do you have a singular answer? I'm too indecisive. I genuinely am. Um, like I love dogs and I like cats and horses and I do. I love. I love hedgehogs. They're so cute. Oh, hedgehogs! Yeah. They're so sweet. They deserve more attention. So we're gonna say a hedgehog. Um, yeah, mine are probably dogs, elephants, and you know the brown cows. I think they're Highland cattle, but like the brown cows with the fluffy head I like those they're so cute um <laughs> which yeah I think elephants or or dogs I think other than that particularly Labradors so yeah but like my dog <laughs> <laughs> but if I yeah it's a it's a bit of a list but that'll do <laughs> it was just like let me put out my list of every animal on earth <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but I've narrowed it down so that's something um okay. so now um that was an amazing interview again um, with Taylor and we kind of touched on lots of different stuff, but she like really linked it together, I think, at the end. Um, was there anything in particular that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, I just loved like um, her whole like idea of like creating spaces for people, especially the whole like sign language thing. I thought that was really interesting. I would love to learn sign language. I know it's a thing in like fourth year or some school and stuff like that, but I think it would be cool to see it in just like, a, like another language you could learn because I think it's important and it's like, also, it's just like fun to learn things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would love to like speak mm-hmm. Irish properly and stuff. So, that's definitely the bucket list to do is learn sky- sign language. So, I love that like that's happening in Scotland and stuff that they're trying to be in schools. It's great. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. it's like a very good one for children to learn because like it's kind of teach you about accessibility while you do it. But also, it's not not that it's not hard, but it's you know it's kind of a bit more hands on. I think it's something that mm-hmm. children do pick up quite well, and it's great to see that like um through the YMCA and that and to primary schools that they're kind of starting to bring it in more. It'd be great if they did that in Ireland as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I'm sure we've chatted about this before in I think an episode about accessibility, but I'd love to see it brought in as like a subject. Do you know what I mean? You know, for like the junior search or the leaving search, you know, and to be recognized, I suppose, as a language as it should be, you know. But I think that would be fab. Um yeah, you know. even what you were saying about like creating spaces, um, because like I did girl guides when I was small and for me, like it's kind of only looking back um, and I've given it up now and stuff like that. But like looking back, like I didn't like sports, like things like, you know, camogie and things like that. Um, I did some of them for a while, but like I knew that I wasn't like good at them. 
and stuff like that. And then um, I saw Girl Guides when I was quite small. And like even my mom was kind of saying to me recently, she was like, it kind of, for someone like me, it meant a lot to be able to do like a writing badge and get a badge for it and like do the work. And because um, mm-hmm. it's quite like, even as a kid, it was like organized and liked creative stuff or like do a cooking badge and kind of look at the different things you can do and then get like the badge for it and stuff like that. And I suppose the people I met there were a bit more like the people that I became friends with and things like that. Um, and just to be surrounded by, um, you know, like leaders who were very, so inspirational and like Taylor and um, were really empowering to us as like young girls. And, you know, again, it's something I've given up now, but like looking back, I think it was something that was important for me or at very least that I definitely enjoyed. So I thought it was interesting to hear her talk about Girl Guides. Yeah, I like do Girl Guides too from ages like, I think four to like 10, 11, I don't know. I had like pretty negative experience with girl guides. I just did not, it was not for me, but my sister did girl guides and she's still like, she's a leader now or stuff. Like she's like a youth leader, like kind of, I think um, she was originally. Um, but like, so it's been like a very formative kind of thing as well. Like so many opportunities, like she's traveled different places, like made incredible friends from like all over the world through this, like, you know, it's a big network of people and it's like this big, like, organization like you it's not just like your local branch you can you can like expand so much and it's a really positive thing to like have a space for young girls who like like maybe aren't interested in like typical things that like you know kids do like dance or uh sports or whatever and then like it's another outlet to go and like be creative and like you learn things as well and like it definitely like was something that I kind of like put me into the mindset of like sustainability and like activism and stuff because like we would just learn about that kind of stuff which we never do like in school it was almost just like interesting like learning and stuff so yeah I definitely appreciate the like organization is like something that's really good for young girls to like be getting into and stuff and even if it's not girl guide like volunteering itself like yeah of all the benefits of like even even if it's just like this podcast it's the same idea of like doing something creative and learning something new and meeting different people and like I think depend like you can join lots of different organizations but I think like the benefits are similar and like it's yeah like what she was saying I, I really agreed with yeah definitely I, I did not do girl guides <laughs> just to throw that out there but I always thought that I think things like that it's great for creating a sense of like community um especially when you're a child and like you know Amy was saying if you're not I think especially for girls because there can even within sport there can be less access for girls um if you come from a smaller community or a more rural community you know like I know when I was when I was young um the the only sport that I knew of that was available for girls in my time was camogie you know whereas the boys would have had they'd have football hurling and soccer for definite you know and there was probably others um so I think I suppose it's kind of and then if sports isn't your thing, again, you know, it is good to have something that creates that sense of community and it's a place to forge friendships and stuff, you know. And um, yeah, I often kind of feel that, again, within smaller communities, there might be less for um, less, I suppose, activities, you could say, or um, I suppose organizations I'm not really sure what the correct word is here you know for younger children but girl guides seems to be something 
I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's reasonably widespread within Ireland, is it not? Very widespread, yeah. You know, like um, nearly every town will have a Scouts or a Girl Guides branch somewhere. Yeah, which is nice, which is good, I think. You know, it's, um again, it's another outlet, which is always very important, especially when you're young. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about volunteering, too. Like, it's kind of motivated by passion. Like, that's why it, like, mm-hmm. is so beneficial, because it's not something that you have to do or you're forced to do or you're doing it to get paid or whatever, like, the things that really like motivate you to do more are the benefits, which is helping people or like inspiring people. And that's so beautiful. Just like simple act of inspiring people to help people like is such a benefit to you, not only the person you're helping, but yourself because it like can just change your perspective and like motivate you to do like things just for the good of doing it. And so like, you know, your job, people love their jobs, but like it's different when you get paid for something versus like giving up your free time, like willingly, like it's a different sensation and like, I just loved how she talked about volunteering. I think it was really inspirational. And I think it's always like really hopeful to remind yourself that there are so many people doing things literally just because they care about them, not because they have to go to school or because they're, you know, being paid, but just because they care that much, whether it's about, you know, the planet or helping young people or, um, you know, working in the local community or tidy towns or whatever it is but just because they care and I think like knowing that people will put that like effort in and commitment in I think that's like just a hopeful thing to remind ourselves about like people in general which is really nice mm-hmm. and, and she was talking about the like the Peace Institute I thought it was interesting that she was kind of talking about how we're constantly learning and that like she's learning all the time and she seemed so kind of like excited by learning which I thought was really nice and you know all these organizations and chatting to people can really help you to kind of constantly be challenging yourself and your perspectives and I thought like the activity they did on like okay what are the positive impacts but what are the possible negative impacts that you're not thinking about because there's always something you're not thinking about and Mm -hmm. it's just talking to other people and having that net network of the institute she just seemed to like you know you could take on so many more perspectives and learn so much yeah I like what she was talking about like it's all like it wasn't just the act of learning it was like who she's learning from as well like so different people's perspectives like I think that's just so important and like not even just like to learn things but like to learn from so many people and like different perspectives and like even she said like everyone has their own different like idea of like what peace means and we've had a whole episode about talking about peace and everything but it is true like everyone just has so many different 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 definitions for the same things and like it just your experiences shape you are so much so it's so cool to learn about the same thing who have different experiences and kind of bring a different like light into it that you just wouldn't have seen before like that's just so cool to hear her talk about that as well and you know how could people not because the the context people are living in are so different so how could like one word kind of encapsulate all of that but I think it's you know really interesting like for me peace will probably take in like for future generations that like the planet and stuff and that our home is peaceful and whether it's you know upholding human rights or like actually being able to live here but for someone in the middle of a conflict it might be more focusing on something like a ceasefire. And we've talked about how like, maybe that's not the piece that we would envision. But if you're in, if you're in like, you know, immediate conflict, maybe that is what you're kind of, as much as you're able to envision. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, 
really interesting in just in general I think there's it's for anything like that there's so many different things that people are going to imagine no but it's true what you said like I mean it is just like so important to like keep that in mind whenever you're thinking about something new and like what mm. what like even just going with the sample piece again like what that means to one person and like of being like content and happy and having like all the resources around you to be content and happy that could be peace to one person and then peace to another person could literally just be like an end to conflict like it's such a drastic difference mm. in the same word but like it's just so important to like um see it from other people's perspective as well as, well as your own I'm just yeah it it ties in as well I suppose a little bit with what we were chatting about in the last episode which is like you know just what was what was the quote again you know um kind of like just because you were right does not mean I am wrong do I mean like even if your opinions about things differ you know and undoubtedly like I remember that really kind of struck me with the peace episode you know like that we had discussed peace and things that I hadn't even envisioned there were issues surrounding peace, you know what I mean, you know, um, but I suppose that's kind of, that ties into everything that you associate with peace as well. You know, I might have associated like, like I, I think at one point, maybe when we were chatting about in the workshop or something, but I think we were talking about like street lamps or something and someone associating having street lamps on a street with peace. And I'd associate it with maybe safety, I suppose, in my head, but it just goes to show that like, of course the two are interlinked, but I suppose I hadn't really made such a connection before that well maybe safety issues are peace issues as well you know yeah and even like something like the word peace or you know it could be the it could be lots of words like you know history or sustainability or justice like there's a whole range of words that you could look at but like words like that people use so often kind of in passing or like pop them into a sentence but we've had a chance like to do the podcast kind of like if you dive into just one of them and what do you think it means it wasn't until I'd heard like all of you say what you thought it meant and then go oh wait no that's different and then you kind of change your view and like realize that there isn't actually just one right way to see it and it's just interesting that we use all these words in passing and actually it's so important to kind of look into them a bit more and we don't have to have like a definite idea either um, I thought it was like interesting to hear about her day to day as well um, like kind of as a youth development worker because we've worked with um, people who are youth workers like help us develop the podcast and stuff like that so it was really interesting to just hear about her working day. It was like no I just she was like it's interesting because like all this stuff happens like all this like events and planning and opportunities happen but like you never see like the kind of background stuff or like even she was saying a massive private age just apply for funding. Like it's so important to like have these uh, events be funded and like be uh, like accessible resource to people. And I thought her project about the 10 week walker and the 10 week walk, I think it's 10 weeks, I could be wrong. And play thing that they did was like so interesting because um, on the real estate they're talking about like how important it is for kids to get exercise, but like exercise can mean something different to like everyone. So like, for me, like, I hated team sports at school because it was so, like, restrictive and I was, like, getting yelled at. I was like, no, don't yell at me. Like, I don't want to be yelled at. Like, I want to have fun. So, like, movement and exercise became something, like, taboo. Like, I was like, ew, I don't like that. Like, that's not for me. But, like, that's so silly because there's so many different kinds of movements and exercise. Like, walking and playing for kids is just as important as, like, a team sport is. Like, we were actively, like, running constantly. 
So I just love the idea of like getting people together, especially during COVID and like getting families involved, like not just the kids, but the whole family involved. Like that, that was really like kind of unique approach, like the socialization and exercise, like mashing them together. Cause it's like our all around like holistic experience then for like everyone involved. So I thought that was just such a cool little initiative. I could be saying that, like talk, took that really wrong of what it was, but. Oh, I think <laughs> like it just sounded like, um, like like the project that really seemed to speak to her were ones where they were kind of getting the community involved and yeah. um like getting children together and I think after COVID as well that's so important um like it's really great and what you were saying about like exercise I think especially for kids it'd be great if we could kind of get this across kids younger because like for me um like I did sports and I actually always found that I actually really did like the training you know like you know when you'd be doing like jumping jacks and like running up and down and th- like those kind of things are like like those kind of like I suppose more like exercise and like play kind of stuff but then I hate it like I really didn't hate but I didn't like the matches and like the sportiness because I didn't I didn't just didn't care enough to want to be actually yeah. <laughs> competitively good or I didn't care about winning enough to be honest in the sense of sports but um Oh, so I just found like sports wasn't really for me in that way. But then I found like, and I, for ages, I thought because I wasn't sporty that I wasn't fit or that I didn't like exercise. Mm-hmm. But actually, like I love running and I walk like almost every day with my mom. And I always did that. And I still thought that I, you know, wasn't fit and I wasn't sporty and I wasn't that kind of person. But like, I think movement, we all have different bodies and what we enjoy in terms of movement is going to be different. I think it's it should be it's it's amazing to see that for kids like bringing them together and play and stuff like that there is so many different ways that they get to try movement and it's just it's got all the benefits as well of like bringing them together and socializing and things like that so you know all those things are really exciting projects. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like, I mean, I quite enjoyed sports when I was younger and I still do. But I feel like sometimes and like, obviously, I understand everything gets competitive to a certain level. You know, I do. I do understand that. But I feel like sometimes. I think sometimes young people can be pushed quite a bit and feel, I suppose, like I suppose I'd compare it to, you know, often with I mean, I played I played soccer when I was younger and I played at a county level and I like I knew girls in the team and like we were maybe like you know 13 or 14 who were playing through serious like knee and ankle injuries and stuff just to try and keep their position you know and there wasn't so much concern for your health as there was for whether or not you were going to get on the pitch and play you know and I'm aware that's not everyone's experience obviously but I think it can like it can have a negative impact on your impression of sport and what sport means, you know, and, um, and I also just think it's dangerous to be honest, like you can do real physical harm to your body um, at a young age that can be irreversible, you know, when there is a lack of, I suppose, like proper coaching and tutorage and stuff, you know, but like, again, I obviously think it's great when there's, I suppose, 
a sport again big advocate sport I think it's a great method of community and it's a great method of getting people together and it creates you know a team initiative and stuff like that but it is always nice to see that maybe for the kids who aren't so competitive you know um or who want to just enjoy exercising but don't necessarily feel the need to take it to kind of another level you know that there can be I suppose other ways of doing that and um and like, I'm not sure if that made much of a point there at the end. I, I, I was going somewhere and I don't think I went anywhere. But like the other thing I was going to say was just based on what Eve was saying about funding, you know, and I think it's so interesting because I feel like youth work is one of those things where I don't really think it's acknowledged enough. And it probably wouldn't be acknowledged enough unless it was gone. Do you know what I mean, you know, because like even this podcast, I mean, like this is this podcast is a result of youth work, you know, and like I I know our lives would probably all be very different um, if we hadn't started, you know, to like different extents and varying degrees. But we definitely wouldn't know each other as well and things, you know. So I just think it's one of those things, you know, um, like like I always see, you know, youth organizations fighting really, really, really hard to hold on to their funding, you know, and I think it's a shame it's not acknowledged what a valuable asset it is to the community more. Mm, And that's the thing I think like um, sports is great, but if you don't like the actual sports part, but obviously all of the other benefits are still really obvious, like that's the thing about youth work and I think you know she kind of described some of the projects but like last thing about youth work is there are so many different activities and different groups that are doing different things so whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you like whether it's and thing is now youth work a lot of it's gone online so you can join you know groups even if they're not in your local area and I think you can do the thing that you already enjoy or learn something new and you know join into that and get all the benefits of sport even though you know because I think before that was the only option was to join sport but as you know your extracurricular whatever but now you have all these other different you know passions and interests that you can um link in with other people and Mm -hmm. I think that's really exciting and definitely as you were saying Gabby like between Corla or the YMCA like we just wouldn't know each other and I think Mm -hmm. that's definitely um that's like really I think like profound to think about the fact that youth work is trying to like hang on to funding because we just wouldn't have met so I think and I definitely wouldn't have you know learned so many things and I think it is a great thing and um as Eve was saying like um on a day-to-day she's still just trying to constantly apply for funding which is kind of shocking like the behind the scenes of it yeah yeah it really is I mean and even like because like you were talking about, um, I suppose, some of the projects that we've done about like, and I, I suppose I'm, I wasn't quite certain when I was hearing the interview. I'm guessing these projects in terms of exercise and stuff was younger children. Am I correct? Yeah, I, I sounded like yeah. kind of primary school going into primary yeah. school kind of yeah. age. But like when I even think about it, I mean, like we were all teenagers doing Corla, but I do remember doing like a yoga session online at yeah. one point. I don't know if you guys joined this, you know. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's a form of moving your body and like improving flexibility and motion and stuff, you know, and it was and that was like a youth work associated kind of a project, you know. Um, And again, like yoga mightn't necessarily be offered if you live in like a small community or whatever. It might be very accessible to you, but we did this online, you know, which was really great, you know, so that can that can bring more opportunities, I suppose, to young people as well. Yeah. Like even what you're saying about it kind of creating like 
basically not everyone has the same interest. Like if you're in your community, like the only thing, like there's not going to interest you. Like there's so much stuff online or it's like in your school, like we did yoga in fourth year and we did it in fifth and sixth year. And it's like, you could just ask like a teacher to be like, can we do yoga? Do you know what I mean? Like there's always like more than just what you think there is like out there. There's so much more opportunities than like what may like seem at first. Do you know what I mean? Um, but like even on the topic of like sports and exercise, like, yeah, I hated like PE until like we started getting a choice of wanted to do PE. We like, we get a choice of, like, you know, half the class could go do American football and then they have to do badminton or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And you kind of start like thinking, what do I actually enjoy? Like, what do I actually like? Is there something that I can do? Like, like a club I can join like I joined Zumba in fourth year never like I cannot dance like if you see me dance you'd be so embarrassed and I still can't dance but it wasn't about dancing it was just like throwing your body around and having fun like it was one of my favorite things I've done I do yoga every day like on YouTube literally best thing ever like there's so much like if you live by the sea you just go swimming I'm swimming today like there's so much and like even like you know you could do art at home like there's so many things you can join and like get involved with that aren't like the typical things that are in front of you so I just love this idea of like youth work and like even a podcast like I would never thought of, like oh yeah like this time in two years I'll be doing a podcast like that's never something I would have ever have considered if it wasn't for like just seeking out kind of options and I kind of yeah. like fell into our laps but like I wouldn't have heard if I hadn't like joined Corla for example do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like there's so much and I never heard of Corla until the she at the yeah. third meeting I didn't even know what it was I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like there is so much out there that like but that there's more than meets the eye like there's more my sorry my dog is crying if you're getting here I don't know if you can hear her. she's like whinging it's putting me off my talking game puppy <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna let her out yeah. I feel like it's um, so important as well promoting youth work in that way though because I even know myself like Corla my older brother was involved in Corla before me and like he found out, but like like a random poster, like one poster on the wall he saw one day. Do you know what I mean? And that was it, you know. And it's funny yeah. to think, like, if he hadn't seen a poster, but I ever found out about Coral and Oak, you know. And yeah. again, like other people I know, like the organizations they got involved in was in very niche ways, you know. Um, it's like I do feel like it's important to kind of I suppose like spreading the message, if that makes any sense, you know. Yeah, I feel um, like even I my mom was working in the offices beside where the AGM was. So she was like able to just drive me up to the AGM and then I joined. But like, again, I definitely wouldn't have gone up especially. And at that point I hadn't used public transport before. So like it mightn't have been the most accessible either and things like that. So definitely promoting it and making sure that people just know that the options are there is great. And as you said, there's so much more than meets the eye in terms of what's available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose kind of as we start to wrap up, like something that um really stood out to me was her quote at the end. And um I can't remember it exactly, but it's you are braver than you think, stronger than you seem, and smarter. No, do you know what? I love Winnie the Pooh so much, and I had like the original book when I was growing up. But it's something like you're smart, smarter than you think, braver than you seem, and stronger than you something or other. And it reminded me actually as well of I don't know if you've seen the help, but the quote was she like the the 
woman is always saying to the child, what is it? You, you are kind, you are smart, and you are important. And like, she just literally just affirming it. Like now it's such a big thing to kind of like, well, it's a bigger thing to kind of like tell yourself things like affirmations, stuff like that. But like, she's just telling the little girl and um, whether it's Taylor telling the young people listening or like the young people she works with, it's so important to like, remind people of like their strengths and that they have qualities like that because Mm -hmm. there's so much putting people down I think it's nice to um empower other people especially young people yeah and it's just like the way she even phrased it was so nice like you're brave enough to go for it and if there's hurdles like you're strong enough to overcome them and you're smart enough to like find a way forward like she like put it in like kind of like um like logic that makes sense like she took the quote and like made it like a little like this is what like each quality like does for you like do you know what I mean the quote is actually happy here you're braver than you believe stronger than you seem it's married oh so I do love that quote and I do love um Wayne the Pooh and quotes for some reason they just <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like really stick to me but no like I just I think it's important to like like you're saying affirmations like they it is nice to have things like that that your teachers have I know that's painted on the walls in one of the classrooms in school like that quote is um but they're like just like it is nice to like have something to kind of back you up a little bit to be like no I can do this I am brave enough to go for it I am strong to overcome this and I am smart enough to find a solution like that's just very like I love the way she put it anyways yeah so nice. I think that's yeah. it like the thing that really stood out to me was how she described it because it wasn't just like you're amazing you're perfect you're and run. <laughs> it was like yeah exactly it wasn't like just well you're right like you're brilliant it was more like you know that you will still face your you know you're brave enough to go for it you'll still face the problems but you're you're still you'll be able to get over you know the hurdles and things like that and I think um and to work through it and that you you're able to get through it and it's not that it'll be perfect or that's what she's trying to tell you but that you know you're able and also um I think reminding people reminding yourself that you've got enough people around you and people who care about you um to be able to lean on them to get through it as well and I think I think especially it's so important that children have someone in their lives to tell them this you know um because I think like children I suppose children can't escape the lives that they're living do you know what I mean you know like as a child you are at the mercy of the decisions that the adults around you are making you know um and that's the truth of the matter you know once you grow up you have I suppose some some say over the life that you're leading and the things that you do but as a child you don't you know and um and children can have very difficult home circumstances you know and I think again it's another thing that can be so important with organizations that work with children and youth organizations you know because I think sometimes it can provide that kind of a figure you know um that children need in their lives I think you know um so absolutely yeah so personally anyway for my final message I'm just going to say go back and listen to Taylor explain that quote because that's all I want to say anyone else have any final messages I think she did it really well yeah she just is lovely interview and nice and like motivating kind of just really bright and like happy as well so yeah I just I agree and you know what wait I don't know I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll find another way the book quote brilliant <laughs> I, I'm not kidding like if you knew me when I was younger like I was obsessed with the poos I'm my favorite person ever I had a teddy bear I have everything 
This is oh, this is the full quote. Okay, this is actually the full quote. I remember. If there ever is a tomorrow where we're not together, there is something you must always remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is, even if we're apart, I'll always be with you. So this kind of Aww. ties into what you were saying about having backup as well. Like there's always someone to back you up. There's always an organization and group yourself um someday so yeah oh, lovely absolutely that's um, such an amazing quote especially you know even the full quote it's amazing i think my final message is it's actually yeah it's another quote and it's the last verse go for it today <laughs> what i think is my favorite poem it's by wendy cope and it's called the orange uh and it's such a lovely poem but the last verse goes like this and it's the rest of the day was quite easy. I did all my jobs on my list and enjoyed them and had some time over. I love you. I'm glad I exist. And I think that's a lovely poem. So that's my final message. <laughs> Go read the orange by Wendy Club. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, so I'll leave it over to you, Gabby, to count us out. Coolio. Okay, guys. Gokdana. Lenakela. Ahin. Ado. Atri. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Also, you can read the entire transcript of every episode in the link to our Google Drive, which you can find on our Instagram. Once again, online youth information chat is live from 4pm to 8pm, Monday to Friday at ymca-ireland.net slash question or find YMCA at YI Young Voices. Every second Thursday we will release a new episode, but for now, 